back to episode three of the Orange and Blue podcast. Appreciate you guys joining in again. So if you liked the first two episodes, if you have a chance, appreciate it. If you could leave a review, leave a like, and subscribe. Uh, that way, every time I send a new episode, you'll get a reminder and you know when the new stuff is coming out. I mentioned last podcast, I'm going to go over the Marlins roster today. I'm going to do it a little different. Instead of comparing the Mets versus the Marlins, I'm just going to jump right into the Marlins roster because I've spent enough time on the Mets roster. So this way we get a breakdown of what the Marlins look like and see what our competition looks like in the East. But before I go to that, I just want to say happy about the Mets. Four and one looks good. Uh, the game just ended. You know, I don't, I don't like to get too excited about spring training because it's, it's not really that meaningful, but it's good to see some of the young guys playing well. I know Drew Gilbert's had a couple nice hits. Uh, Acuna's had a couple hits. Uh, the kid Lavender, the lefty, he looks good. He could break camp. I mean, we already have two decent lefties, but it's just nice to know we, we have another guy if we need him. The big guy I'm excited about actually is Alex Ramirez. He's been a big prospect over the last three, four years in the Mets system. But he had a really down year last year. He hit about 220, really struggled. I think he was only in high A, too. But he's still so young. He's only 21, and he's got five-tool potential. He can hit for power. He can steal bases. He's, he's a good outfielder. He's got a great arm. So I'm still excited for him. He's, he's hitting 500. I mean, he's only had, I don't know, 16 at-bats. But it's nice to see that, that he, he looks good. Maybe he could turn it around this year. Yeah, he was a big prospect for a reason. So I'm excited about that. Otherwise, I'm not going to go too much, too deep into the spring training. I don't like to get too excited about spring training because it doesn't really mean a whole lot in the long run. All right, so we're going to take a look at the Marlins. The Marlins had a good year last year. Kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think many people expected them to win much. But they won 80, 84, and 78. They, they got into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. But, hey, they got in. They have pretty much the same team this year. I'm going to go just quickly through the additions and subtractions they made over the offseason. And then we'll go through the roster and, and see what their team looks like. I'll just do a quick comparison at the end with the Mets, but I'm not going to go position by position like I did last time. Okay, so the big, the big losses for them, Stephen Okert, he's a lefty, left-handed reliever. They've had him for a couple years. They traded him recently for Nick Gordon, who's basically a utility player from from Minnesota. Didn't really play much last year because he was hurt. He's an okay player. You know, uh, had a decent year in 2022, but nothing special there. He'll probably be like a utility guy for them. They they lost Yuli Gurriel. Not much of a loss for them. He's obviously he's getting older. He's close to 40 now. I think he's 38, 39. And he really struggled last year. Very low OPS, low, lowest of his career. So they're not really losing much there. Obviously they lost Wendell. He came over to the Mets. He didn't really play play very well last year. I'm not too excited about him on the Mets, but I mean he's a nice utility guy to have. But other than that, you know, not a big big move there for the Mets. And then David Robertson, obviously they got him in the trade last year at at the deadline. Uh, he had a good year. I mean, obviously we, we've seen him with the Mets. He was great with the Mets. Then he went to the Phillies. Then he got traded to the Marlins. I believe he's on the Rangers now. I think he just signed a deal. So. They lose a, a big guy in the bullpen. But their biggest loss, obviously, is uh, Solaire. So Solaire is on the, the Giants now. So they lose their DH. It's a pretty big loss for them. And they didn't really make it up. Well, they, they got Josh Bell. We'll, we'll talk about that a bit. But that's a big power loss for them. Okay, so the additions. The big addition for them probably was Josh Bell. You know, Josh Bell's a good hitter. He's a switch hitter. First baseman, DH. Not a very good fielder. Gets on base at a decent rate. Hits, he can hit for power. Hit, hit for average. I've always liked Josh Bell. He's a solid guy to have in the middle of the lineup. 
So I guess that was kind of the replacement for Solaire. I think it's a little a little bit of a drop off. Solaire more of a power hitter. Bell probably a better average hitter, better on base guy, but but it's a it's a big power drop off for them losing Solaire. Obviously, we mentioned the Nick. They gained Nick Gordon when they traded Okert, the lefty. He's really again just a utility guy. Some other little moves they made. They they picked up Trey Mancini. He had a really tough year last year. Obviously, you know you feel for the guy. He, he overcame cancer, but you know he he's just not the same player he was. Had a negative negative one point five WAR, negative one point four WAR last year. Uh, Six thirty five OPS. So really struggled last year. They picked up Tim Anderson recently. Who, who, I mean, who knows? I mean, four years in a row, this guy hit over 300. I don't know what happened last year, but he was he was terrible last year. He hit 240. He already doesn't walk a lot. He only hit one home run, and his defense was really bad. And his defense is, every year, he's he's up and down. Some years, he's, he's great defensively. Other years, he's not so great. Last year, he was bad defensively. He was bad offensively. But again, he's only one year removed from a 300 hitter. So, you know, maybe he just needs a change of scenery. So that actually could pay off in them big time. I mean, I'm guessing he'll be the starting shortstop, uh, but if he doesn't work out, they, they made some other little moves to, that probably will compete with him. So Vidal Brujan, uh, they got him in a trade from Tampa Bay. So he, he was a big prospect for Tampa Bay for a while. He's always put up big numbers in, in AAA. He's got some pop. He's got good speed. But every time he comes to the majors, he just can't hit. He's got a career 157 average. He just... Hasn't been able to figure it out in, in the major league. So he's 26 years old now. So a little bit of an older prospect, but who knows? You know, he could put it together. The other young guy that will probably be competing with Tim Anderson. This wasn't a, an addition they made. I'll get to this probably a little bit more later when we talk about the infield, but is Xavier Edwards. So he was another prospect originally from Padres. Then he went to Tampa. And now he's on now he's on the Marlins. And he hit 350 in AAA last year. So didn't really play in the majors. But he's, he's a good prospect. He's a good hitter. He's got a lot of speed. So it'll be interesting to see how, how the shortstop position shakes out. And then, and then they just made one, really one other move, which is Christian Betancourt, who is basically a backup catcher. But he, he might, he'll probably split time with their starting catcher. But we'll get to that when we get to the, to the roster. So that's the additions and subtractions of basically the same team. No, no major move. You sub out Solaire and Josh Bell. And they didn't really make up the bullpen difference when they lost Robertson. So... We'll see how, how that works out for them. Okay, so now we're going to go to the, the roster. So I'll start with the rotation. So the big loss for them, obviously, is Alcantara. You know, he had Tom John surgery, so he'll be out for the whole year. And, you know, he obviously he had a bad year. Like, not, I wouldn't say a bad year. He had a down year. So he won the Cy Young in 2022. And then last year, the ERA ballooned. The, the whip went up to you know, 4 ERA, 1.23 whip. So they, but they won't have him all year anyway. So we're gonna take him off the roster for for today's purposes. So it looks like their ace is probably gonna be Lazardo, and Lazardo has been great the last two years. I mean, he came over from from the A's. He was a big prospect, but really struggled with the Athletics. But in the last two years, I mean, 2022 he had a 3.3 ERA, a 1.04 WHIP. Uh, 2023 similar numbers, 3.5 ERA, 1.2 WHIP. So, you know, he's a guy who strikes out a lot of guys, but he also walks a lot of guys. But he's got good stuff. So he'll probably be their ace. Then they got number two is probably Braxton Garrett. He's a solid pitcher. The last two years, he's been around a three and a half ERA, 1.2 whip. He's a, a solid starter. Number three is the big prospect, Yuri Perez. So he's only 20 years old. He pitched 19 starts last year. He probably, you know, won't be able to go a full 32 just because he's so young. 
But, you know, he had a great year last year. 3.15 ERA, 1.13 whip. He throws really hard. He gets a lot of strikeouts. So he's an exciting prospect for the Marlins. And then their their fourth starter is probably going to be uh, Edward Cabrera, another another big, hard-throwing prospect they have. He's another guy. He's got great stuff, but he, he really struggles with command. Last year had a 1.44 whip, and a lot of that was because of walks. 4.42 ERA. He had a better year in 2022. Only 14 starts, but he had a 3 ERA with a 1, one whip. I mean, he's a solid 5 starter or 4 starter, depending on how it, how it shakes out. Their 4th or 5th starter after that is going to probably be Trevor Rogers. So he, he was great in 21. He had that big breakout year in 21. He had under a 3 ERA. The last two years, he's really struggled. Didn't really pitch last year because he was hurt in 2022. Really struggled. Maybe it was just a matter of he was hurt and he didn't know it, and he can figure things out. I read something recently that I guess the Yankees are interested in him, so we'll see if he sticks on the team. So the back end of the rotation, if they go with six-man or they need some help. For some reason on the depth chart, A.J. Puck is listed as a starter, but most of his career he's been a reliever. I know he started in college, but he's more of a reliever, so he'll probably be in the bullpen. And then they have a young guy, Max Meyer, who he had been a prospect for a very long time, but he got hurt, really missed all of 2022 and all of 2023 due to Tommy John. So uh, not, not sure really what to expect from him, but he's another guy that'll probably compete for the last spot. All right, so going to the bullpen, they, they lost Robertson, so that's a big loss from them, but they do have a good closer. So Tanner Scott, he's originally from the Orioles. Uh, he, he's a lefty. He throws really hard. He gets a ton of strikeouts, and he had a, he had under a one whip last year, which is big for him because he tends to walk in his career, tends to walk a lot of guys. But last year seemed to figure it out. So, you know, Tanner Scott, he'll probably be their closer. But as I mentioned before, reliever is inconsistent. He could have a tough year. He Throughout his career, he's really struggled with command, so we'll see how that works out. So the rest of their bullpen, they have Andrew Nardi. He's another lefty. He had a good year last year, a sub-3 ERA. Don't know much else about him, but he's a solid lefty. Uh, then they got Anthony Bender, uh, but he hasn't pitched since, I believe, 2022. He had Tommy John surgery, so there's no guarantee he, he'll make the roster. Huascar Brazaban, he's a hard-throwing righty. Walks a ton of guys. He had like a one-and-a-half uh, whip last year. Walks a lot of guys. He throws hard. Uh, then they got JT Chargot. They got George Soriano. So they have a bunch of guys who are going to com- be competing for those last few spots. So their bullpen is kind of shaky because there's a lot of injuries. A lot of young guys. They added Chargo again from Tampa Bay. He's been he's been consistent in his career, but other than that, they have a lot of a lot of inconsistency. I think in their bullpen, no guarantees in a bullpen. But you never know. They could end up with an elite closer, which certainly would would help them out. All right, so move over to the lineup. So I mean, the Marlins they didn't really make a big splash on the offensive side, and obviously last year they had the big bat in Solaire, and then they had Arias. It was basically Tony Quinn last year. I don't expect him to hit 350 again. He'll hit 300, no doubt. I mean, he's still a great hitter. So we'll, we'll start with the catcher and we'll go down from there. So this isn't the lineup, you know, in order of how they're going to bat. This is more just going around. Dying. All right, so the catcher looks like he's going to be Nick Fortes. He's more of a defensive catcher. He's a terrible hitter. Hit about 200 last year in Mendoza line. He's not really offering me much with the bat. Nothing to be worried about there from, from Fortes. And they added Betancourt, who, again, is another defensive guy. He can hit a home run here and there, but he's he's not adding much offensively. Okay, so Josh Bell is at first base. So obviously we covered Josh Bell before. He's a good hitter. Gets on base a decent amount. Hits 20, 30 home runs. So he'll probably be in that four spot for them. 
Uh, moving to second base, they have Arias. Again, we talked about Arias. He's a great, great contact hitter. I don't expect him to hit 350. He'll probably hit somewhere around 320, 330. But he's pretty much a shoe-in for, or at least a competitor for a batting title this year. So then third base, last year they made a trade with the White Sox for Berger. I don't know why the White Sox traded him. They just seem all over the place. I mean, he's a young kid. He has plenty of years on his contract. He hit 34 home runs last year. I know he's not a great defender, but I, I don't really understand what the White Sox are doing. But anyway, so he's on the Marlins now, and he's a good power hitter. They'll have him full, for a full season that might help them, you know, replace what they lost with Solaire. You know, he's not much a defender. He's more of an offensive guy. But he'll, he'll probably slide in that four or five spot. Okay, so in shortstop, we mentioned before, it's going to be a battle between Tim Anderson Ruhan and, and Xavier Edwards. I'd imagine they're going to give it to Tim Anderson because he's got the track record. But again, he was just so bad last year. Defensively, offensively, only hit one home run. So I don't really know what to expect from Tim Anderson. But if you're a Marlins fan, you know, why not take a chance on Tim Anderson? You didn't have to give him much. Who, who knows? He could break out. Again, Vidal Bruhan and Xavier Edwards are interesting prospects. They both have a lot of speed, good defenders. And Xavier Edwards had a great year last year. He hit 350 in AAA. Stole 32 bases. So, you know, there, there's a good chance that halfway through the year, he could he could take Tim Anderson's spot, no problem. Okay, so we move down to the outfield. So we have Brian De La Cruz in left field. Uh, he's a terrible defender. He had a negative one and a half. So he, he's basically like Castellanos. I think. And he, he's a really bad defensive player. So they're probably going to have to rotate him at DH. But the problem is that their DH is not a good defender either. It's uh, Avisel Garcia. So... They're going to have some problems out in left field. But he's a decent hitter. You know, he hit 19 homers last year, 730 OPS. He's an okay hitter, but nothing to really be scared about if you're a Mets fan. Uh, in center field, obviously, they have Jazz Chisholm. So Jazz obviously made the move to center field. He really struggled in the beginning with that transition. Seemed to, to figure it out later in the year. You know, he's a good athlete. I think he could figure it out and be an average defensive center fielder. And we know he's a good hitter. You know, he doesn't walk a lot. doesn't hit for super high average. But he hits homers and he steals bags. He's been hurt a lot the last two years, you know, so that's the one problem with Jazz. But he can make a chance. He can make a run at 30-30, no question about it. So they got Jazz in center field. And then right field, they got Jesus Sanchez. I like Jesus Sanchez. He's a, he's a good player. Uh, his defensive numbers are pretty good. So he covers a decent amount of ground out there. He's got a strong arm. He had a 780 OPS last year in 120 games, 14 homers. I think he's had 14 homers the last three years. So he's a good hitter. And this might be the first year where he really gets to play every single day. So it'd be interesting to see what he can do. I mean, he might be able to hit 20 home runs and play good defense. So he's a solid right fielder. And then moving over to DH, right now it looks like it's Avisel Garcia. So Avisel Garcia, you know, he's getting older. So he's, he's about 33. In the last two years, he's been hurt a lot. Last year, he only played 30-something games. Crushes lefties, but, uh, you know, he's pretty slow. Can't really play the outfield anymore. You don't really know what you're going to get from him at this point in his career after the injuries. But when he's healthy, he's, he's a decent hitter. So that's their DH situation. All right, so then I'll move back down to the bench. So the bench is pretty much the same as last year, with the exception they added Nick Gordon, who's essentially a utility player. Obviously, they have Birdie. He's more of a speed and defense guy. He's also a utility player. And then I don't really know. After that, it kind of gets sticky for them. And they, this guy, Dane Myers, who's a 27-year-old minor leaguer, played a little bit for them last year, but he you know, didn't have much experience. And then the only other guy that probably will compete for a spot is Victor Mesa Jr. So Victor Mesa was a big prospect a couple of years ago, but really has not been able to figure out. He, he hasn't been able to hit in the minor leagues. I think he's hitting 240 career in the minor leagues. He's a great defender. He's got a lot of speed. Yeah, so 
he has a chance, I guess, but you know their, their bench is pretty weak. So that's the Marlins roster. I mean, looking at the roster compared to last year, again, it's about the same. I think the big losses for them is they're not going to have Alcantara. Their rotation, they have a lot of good young pitching, so that can go one way or the other. These guys could either continue to progress, make strides, and they can have a very, very good rotation. I mean, I think either no matter what, they're going to have a better rotation than the Mets. They have a lot of youth, a lot more talent from a pitching perspective, but the problem with them is that their pitchers have command issues, and they, they could really struggle. You, you, you never know. But right now, I'd say the rotation for the Marlins is, is better than the Mets. Offensively, there's really no question here. The Mets have a much better better lineup. They added Josh Bell. That's a nice piece, but they but they lost uh, Solaire. So their lineup isn't great other than Arias. They've got third baseman Berger can hit a couple home runs, but they don't really have a lot of guys who get on base. So I'm, I'm going to have to give the advantage there for the Mets offensively. And then the bullpen, I don't really know what to make of their bullpen because – Again, it's Tanner Scott. He's their he's their closer. He had a great year last year, but he's been very up and down over his career, and he could completely blow up next year. But give him his credit. He pitched well last year, and then they have a bunch of younger guys fighting it out for the last few spots of the bullpen. So overall, I think, honestly, I think probably about even teams right now, the Mets and the Marlins. The Mets obviously have a better, and a better lineup, but, you know, we'll see how, how it shakes out at the end of the year. So that was the Marlins today. So next podcast, maybe I'll cover the Nationals. And then I'll do the Braves after that. All right. So thanks again for joining podcast today. Uh, Look forward to seeing you again. Share with your friends, comment, review, and subscribe. And uh, let's go Mets.